0: Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of his power and be all his word says you can be.
1: Reach out your hand and hold your neighbor. Say so we declare God's security of Abuja. God's our defense in this city. He's our shield in this city. Say, Father, we come in unity of one voice and we declare preservation, security of our city. Our city is not given to terror. Our city is not given to fear. You are our shield. You are our defense. Pray in the Holy Ghost. One minute. Eka, Reba, Rebecca Sitella Catalabaya, Rebecca Sine Brando for Silo Bataya, Rebecca Silo Baba 27. Psalms 27. Psalm 27 verse 1. Psalms 27 verse 1. Yes, Psalms 27, verse 1. Psalms 27.
2: The Lord is my light and my The Lord is my, my light and my
1: salvation.
2: Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life.
1: The Lord is the strength of my life.
2: Of whom shall I be afraid?
1: Of whom shall I be afraid? I be afraid? Verse 2 down to 6.
2: When the wicked came against me. When the wicked
1: came against me. To
2: eat up my flesh.
1: Eat up my flesh.
2: My enemies and foes. My
1: enemies and foes. They
2: stumbled and fell.
1: stumbled and fell.
2: Though an army may encamp against me. Though an
1: army may encamp. You see this is God's word for us. Children of God. There's so much fear in the air. You call them terrorists. You see terror is extreme fear. Terror itself. by, By definition terror is extreme fear. So, fear and panic is the weapon of the terrorist. It says, of whom shall I be afraid? Even if an army should encamp against me, he says. If an army encamps against me, it says, my heart shall not fear. Someone say, Lord, I declare there's no fear in my heart. Even if an army comes around me, he says, my heart will not be afraid. The war may rise against me. In this, I will be confident. One thing have I desired, don't tell will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to build the beauty of the Lord to in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he will hide me. Say, the Lord will hide me. The Lord
0: will hide me.
1: Hide me. He will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. Then he will set me high upon a rock hold the hands of your neighbor again. Say, declare peace over this land. We declare peace over this land. Say, we declare peace over this land. We declare peace over this land. You know, Christians have a law of power. The Bible says, we declare a thing, it shall be established unto us. We know, we know, we know, we are sure that there are enemies of this country. And the, the, the sad news is that mo- some of the enemies of this country are our leaders. The people who are leading, We should love the country, are our enemies. And for personal gain, for selfish interests, the war has gone on and on and on. But we are praying today in the unity of faith, in the corporate anointing that we are declaring peace over our land. In the name of Jesus. I know some of you have plans to jack Trust me. I don't have a problem with your plans to jaguar, but I know that you cannot carry your entire family with you. They will see the main one brother, sister's cousins, elder, sister, brother, brother, brother-in-law, sister-in-law. Somebody will be connected to you. We'll be back in this country. So we better pray. We better believe. Tell them, neighbor. Do you have your PVC? What do your neighbor say? Okay, so we started talking about stewardship and service. For the month of October, and I'm ending this today. So bring out your notes, bring out your bios, and get ready to write. I'm ending this day, we've talked about the need to serve God. I've talked about the rewards of serving the Lord. And we've talked about the ways to serve the Lord. We've also spoken about how that the Lord wants you to serve him how he wants you to serve him. He wants you to serve him in the overflow. Please bring down the echo a bit, Uncle Joe. He wants you to serve him from the overflow. I said that last week, that God wants you to serve him from your personal work with him. And on Tuesday, I said, God wants you to serve him with your heart. He wants you to serve him with your heart. If not that my time has gone, I would have gotten on the piano this morning. And I would have shown you what it means to play with your heart and play without your heart in it. No, 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 not today. My time has gone. i have shown you what it means to play with your heart in it. The Bible says, Amaziah served God, Amaziah served God, but not with a perfect heart. God knows when the act is right, but the heart is wrong. It's possible to do things with the wrong heart. So, your motive for doing it. So go look straight at the motive. So serve God with your heart. This morning I'll talk about stewardship. Stewardship is the management of a property of another. Stewardship is the management of the property of another person. So I've spoken about how to serve ways to serve how God wants you to serve but today I'm talking about how God wants you to serve because everything belongs to him I believe strongly personally that stewardship the understanding of stewardship is what brings the division or or difference between a mature believer and a baby Christian that understanding that God is the owner of all things God is the owner of everything everything Psalms 24 says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell therein. Everybody that is in the earth. Everybody belongs to God. All of us are his possession. You know we got it wrong. It's my first thing that God was made for us. No. You were made for God. It shows in our prayer points how we pray. Do it. We command the Lord. Command him. Go, go left. Go right. You know, it shows how, how twisted our minds are. Oh, the earth is the Lord's. Everything, the fullness of it. The earth, the land, the seas, the water, the air. Everything in the earth belongs to God. Everything and everyone belongs to God. And there's a way to behave with things that don't belong to you. There's a way to behave. There's a way to behave when you are in places that do not belong to you. There's a way to behave with something that is not your own. You know, some people don't know how to behave with things that are not their own. Some people don't know how to behave. You go to a house that is not your house and you put your leg on the stool, you don't know how to behave. You don't know how to behave. You enter a house and the woman of the house comes out of the bedroom and you don't know how to stand up in honor. You don't know how to behave. The reason why some people's relationship broke is that you took an untrained person to your parents' house. He went there and hurts like a glutton. <laughs> your parents told you, don't ever Bring that boy here again. That's how the relationship broke. You love each other, you have a bright future, but you don't know how to behave in places that are not your own. There's a way to behave. Your friend's team is not your team. There's a way to behave in a place that is not. You have to understand because some people don't know. The Bible calls the house of God the pillar of truth. There's a way to behave. When you go to people's houses, there's a way to behave. When I was on campus, one guy came to bo- came to visit another guy in still. I'll never forget. <coughs> the guy cooked yam and beans, you know, on campus. Our all. Is there anybody from our university students as alumni? Yeah, great Fair, great affair, great. Affair. Africa. Hey, great affair. Wow. How did you find yourself here? I didn't even know you came in. Thank you for coming. Something must be. Ah, see your gozo. So. I see you. Good morning, sir. All right, there's a way to behave. Hmm? So, this guy went to somebody's room and the guy cooked yam and beans. Normally, this guy eats the yam and beans morning, afternoon, and night. That's how he eats it. No, no, that's, that's it. That's, that's how it is. You cook something in the morning. You eat it in the morning, you eat small, in the afternoon. you eat it. But these guests, the owner of the food saw that the way the guest is eating this food, it would be better for us to finish it now. So that I will not lose. Because this guy doesn't look as if he's going to back off. So, instead of now losing out, you cook who now sat down. Two of you sat down with the pot. And they finished a food that they have eaten three times. They finished it once. While they were resting, another roommate came in and prepared Amala and said, Come and eat. You see, come and eat it is a greeting. <laughs> come and eat is a greeting. It's a greeting. Come and eat is what? They are greeting you. This fellow got up. Again and finished a roommate. It's not not his his friend, Is separate. This is his friend's roommate. The guy said, Let it be the last time. Proverbs 25, verse 17. I love that scripture. Give it to me on screen. Proverbs, put it on screen. Let everyone see. Proverbs 25, verse 17. What does it say? Yes.
2: Lest he be weary of thee. Yes. And so hate thee. Give
1: me an LT. Give me an L-T.
2: Don't visit your neighbors too often. Mm-hmm. Or you will wear out your welcome.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Give me a message.
2: When you are given a box of candy, mm-hmm. don't gulp it all down. Mm-hmm. Eat too much chocolate and you'll make yourself sick. Mm-hmm. And when you find a friend... Don't outwear your welcome. Mm -hmm. Show up at all hours and you will soon get fed up.
1: So the Bible says, see this Bible now is a scripture against see finish. Mm. Refrain your feet from your neighbor's house. Don't be seen too often. There's a way to behave somebody you saw that your friend is your friend, but he now has a girlfriend. But you don't know how to behave. You don't know that if somebody now has a girlfriend, you're supposed to give them... But you don't know how to behave. Now, they now hate you. I'm going somewhere this morning. Follow me. There's a way to behave with something that doesn't belong to you. There's a way to use something. You know, if I go to people's houses, even if it's, church, if it's church members' houses, I've gone to church members' houses, it's where they tell me to sit down, I will sit down. Even though I'm the senior pastor, even though I'm their spiritual father, when I come under your roof, I've come under your authority. It is where you tell me to sit down, I will sit down. Stop barging in on people's lives. Stop stop coming to people's houses and their lives uninvited. And without even telling. Some people just knock your door. Go, go, go. You are always shocking people. You will surprise them. One day they are going to surprise you back. I'm going somewhere. Just follow me closely. Follow me. I'm just laying the foundation. Lay how to behave. Learn how to behave with things that are not your own. There's a way to behave. Some people can even borrow your trouser and slip it. There's a way to behave. There's a way to behave. The same way there's a way to behave. With things that are not your own. I'm going to tell you the things that are not your own this morning. Number one thing that is not your own is your life. Your life is not your own. Your life is not your own. Your life is not your own. Your very breath is a gift from God. You see, your next breath is a gift from God. That is why you cannot live your life anyhow. Your life is not your own. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. Second Corinthians 5, verse 15. Give it to me quickly. What does it say? Do more. Second Corinthians 5, 15. KJV. What does it say? You want to? It died for us that those who are now living
2: should have- do not henceforth live unto them So that they
1: now from now on don't live for themselves. But what?
2: But unto him which died for us. Unto him who died
1: for us. Our lives are not our hope. In the book of Luke, there was that fool that had built a big band and he was going to tear down his band. He says, oh, my soul, relax. He says, God says, thou fool, thy soul shall be required of thee. Tonight, tonight, you see the the next breath, this next breath you are taking is a gift. Your life is not your own. Your life belongs to God. Galatians chapter two verse twenty. Galatians two verse twenty. It says, "I'm crucified, nevertheless I live." Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life that I live, this life that I live, is not my own. Young people in church today, doing whatever they do with their lives because you think your life is your own, your life is not your own. It doesn't belong to you. It's my life. I can do whatever I want. No! Sorry! This thing is borrowed. One day you have to give account for it. The fact that we am able to sit down in this church today, some people shed their blood for it. Christ came. People lost their lives. Do you know that? Do you know people lost their lives? Oh, you don't know. People lost their lives for us to be able to sit down in a place like this and say we're worshiping God. People were burnt with fire. People were stoned with stones. People were fed to lions. People lost family members, lost possessions so that you and I can sit in a church like this and serve God. Your life belongs to God. You are bought with a price. And you must understand that because you are bought with a price, you would swear and pledge allegiance to him who bought you. He bought you. He paid with his blood and bought you. You are his possession. He is your master. The meaning of Lord is owner. He is my owner. God is your owner. Pledge allegiance to... With all my, with all my strength, I will to know His command. I pledge allegiance to, I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all with all my strength and I'll sing to all years I pledge to all the land you know we don't sing this kind of songs anymore so you do what you want to do the story course you want to start. You go where you want to go. You marry what you want to marry. I love him. Then marry him. I love her. I feed for the flowers in my bed. Oh my God. My body do me tinini tanana. <laughs> Anytime I around him, I marry him. The life doesn't belong to you. My life doesn't belong to me. You know, I told the Lord. My life doesn't belong to me. The devil chose me. The devil chose me, but God chose me first. Hallelujah. <laughs> and God chose me first. My father died three months after I gave my life to Christ. And I was born again before he died. So when he died, and the devil said, Come, take on. I said, No, I'm already born again. I don't belong to myself. You see, you're sitting there, look at me, look at me, look at me in the eye. You're not your own. You know, I've never seen you before. All of you here, I've never seen you before. You guys are just peeping through your eyes, looking at me. I've never seen anyone before. You guys have never seen me before. This is my suit. And one day I'm going to drop this suit. And the real me is peeping at you through the windows of my eyes. You don't belong to you. So when you leave church this morning, you know that you have an owner. You belong to Jesus. Your life does not belong to you. Number two, your time does not belong to you. Your time does not belong to you. Psalms 31 verse 15 says, My times are in your hands, O Lord. My times are in your hands. Psalms 31 verse 15. My time does not belong to me. You know why I'm very deliberate with this sermon? Is that I'm talking to young people. And we are in that euphoria. Thinking that we have a long time to enjoy ourselves and do what we like, and then afterwards we'll serve the Lord. No, my time is now. The time does not belong to me. The God woke me up. One of my funny stories. You know, I have stories, funny stories with God. Someone told me one day to write my funny stories with God. They're very funny. I woke up, woke me up that the middle of the night, he says, son, I need you to pray. So I said, Lord, I'm sleepy. So I, I slept off and woke me up again. He says, wake up, you need to pray. I said, Lord, I'm sleepy. He said, sleep off. Woke me up again. Son, wake up, you need to pray. And I said, and I sleep off. And then suddenly, my tummy started to roll. <laughs> I got up. Lost to the toilet. God says, are you ready to pray now? And so you would wake up with a rolling tummy, but you know you not know, wake up to the sound of my voice. Your time does not belong to you. I learned a lot of things with my walk with God by experience. Walk with God. You see, God has a specific, tailor-made, custom-made journey with you. My own may not fit your own. I know how God talks to me. I know how God walks with me. Develop a personal journey with God. You have stories too. You have a lot of stories. When I was on campus, I was supposed to preach one evening, but I just cooked chicken stew. Chicken stew. And I said, Lord, I need to eat this chicken stew before I go preach. God says, Son, I need to fast. Your time does not belong to you. I says, I need to eat out of this chicken stew before I go. Because if I leave this chicken stew here, by the time I come back in the evening, I might not see any chicken in this chicken stew. And as the Lord was trying to convince me why I needed to fast and not eat yet as I go, I quickly really put a chicken in my mouth and said, ah, Sorry, Lord. I can't swear. Cuckoo. <laughs> you know. I said, Okay, no problem. That's fine. You can do that. So I ate the chicken and I went to preach. You know basketball pitch? You know how basketball pitch is? It's uncovered. So I was to go preach there. And I was called, let's invite the great man of God, Pastor Philip Olubaki, up the stage. And I came up. You know how I used to come up? As I stood on puppets, I just said, like, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> I look left, I look right. I said, brethren, praise the Lord. I said, hallelujah. I said, give me a moment. You know, it's very close to that bush. That's SUG side. I said, be praying, I'm coming. So I went into the bush, removed my trousers. I said, Lord. He said, You better empty your tummy now. You are going to preach with nothing in your stomach. I don't belong to myself. I have an owner. Some of us are just walking up and as if you don't have owner. You have owner. So when I was done, I tightened my I came back. The power of God was heavy. People said, he must have gone there to pray. (laughs) My time belongs to God. And we've got Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1. Give it to me. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, remember the Lord now. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1. What does it say tomorrow? Remember now. You see, emphasis on now. Now, when you are a youth, and we are thirty-year-olds, I am not sure if you have any fifty-year-olds in SLC, but I know the Bible says to remember when. Now, when. Now, answer me now. Now. So you see, you are right where you are seated. Any time you read now, it will be now. If you read it now, it's now. Where should you remember the Lord? Where should you remember the Lord? Now. Right now, where you are seated here some of us might have some plans after service. You have to remember the Lord now. <laughs> yeah. Now. Remember the Lord now. Now. This is your time. This is your time. Use it to remember the Lord. Use it to remember the Lord. It says the evil days are coming. Lamentations 3 verse 27. Help me do more. Lamentations 3 verse 27. I love this one. Lamentations 3 27. They're in John chapter 9 verse 4. Lamentations 3 27. What does it say? Lamentations 3. It is
2: good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. It
1: is good for a man that he bear, you see, the yoke of discipline, the yoke of working with God. The Bible says it is good for a man to bear that yoke when he's still young, when you have the strength to bear it. Discipline. The discipline of prayer. The discipline of study. The Bible says it's better for you to bear it. When? Now that you're young. Discipline. You put a knife on your appetite. Appetite for sex. Appetite for food. Appetite for sleep. It is now. It is now that you put a knife on it. Just, it is better for a man to bear the yoke when he's still young. When he's still young. We started learning to play the piano when we were young. You know, I used to play the piano and I would rehearse for two hours just on my fingers and I would sleep over in final department and I would paint all night. And we went on and on and on and on. And I'm glad my colleague is in the house, is in the house this morning. I would do that over and over. And I developed that yoke now. Now. Don't leave the time of your surrender to God till later. When should you begin to serve God? Some people say, no. You know what I me mean? When I get to that Pastor Adeboy age, I will start. No, Pastor Debo did not start at that age. It started long before now he says now he says now bear the yoke john chapter 9 is one of my scariest if anything like that scripture it says i must walk the walk of him that sent me when while it is day john 9 verse 4 for the night what give me now give it to me you know you guys know the scripture night does what the night comes when what When no man can walk. There's a time that is coming. When no matter the passion in your heart. You don't have the energy to carry it. A time is coming. Whether you pray about it or not. The night is coming. Child of God. The night is coming. The night is coming. Jesus said I must walk now. While it is day. When do I develop my skills? Now. When do I build that business? Now. When do I bear the yoke of discipline? Now. When do I go for the masters? Now. When do I go for my PhD? Now. When do I sign up for that course? Now, now, because the time is coming when even to have the passion in my heart, even to have the time, but my body is now tired. What do you do with time when the body is tired? when we went to bury my, my uncle went to bury my uncle in Abeokuta Owu Baptist Church in Totoro, Abeokuta when we got there, we got to the cemetery when we got to the cemetery uh, I loved the cemetery when I got there I've never had a dead body preached to me before, but dead bodies preached to me that day, when we got there there was a signboard in front of that cemetery, signboard, big one you know what was there? We were once like you. We were once like you, signed committee of dead. So I took my phone and snapped a selfie with a signboard to remind me that I will not be alive forever and that my time is ticking. Just a little more rest, just a little more play. Just a little more nonsense. Just a little more rubbish. Just a little more wasting my time. My time is ticking. You see when you are born is a countdown. You don't know when you are going to reach zero. My time does not belong to me. My time belongs to God. Then was a neighbor. Your time belongs to God. Number 3, your body is not your own. You know I'm coming there, don't you? You know I'm coming there, Abi. I'm always coming there. My body is not mine. My body does not belong to me. This body is a gift from God. First Corinthians six verse twenty. Quickly, First Corinthians six verse twenty. It's, you are bought with a price.
2: Therefore, glorify God in your body.
1: Therefore, glorify God in your body. And what?
2: and in your
1: spirits, which are God, Your spirits and your body belongs to God. You are bought with a price. My body does not belong to me. So I can't do. There's a song. I don't know that song. It's my body and I can do what I like with it or something. You don't know the song, I mean? Okay, you guys are only listening to way All right. Who knows the song? Who listen to? Who knows? It's my body and the song. I've forgotten the song. And I can do what I want with it. I can do what I want with it. Your body is a gift. Your body is a gift. You may have bleached, though, but your body. You get my point? Your body still belongs to God. Some people have changed their body from male to female. When they get to heaven, boom. You <laughs> <Ta-da. laughs> are still back to what you were. <laughs> we know what we made. <laughs> If you like the queen of Africa, you meet us here. <laughs> your body belongs to God. Your body. And what you do with your body should honor God. You must know how to behave with something that is not your own. That's what I started from. It's not your own. It's a gift. Is a gift. Your body is a gift. Tell me a neighbor. Your body is a gift. When it says your body is a gift, it includes your eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't touch. I just watch. Psalm 119 verse 37. Give it to me. KJV, NLT, NKJV. What does it say? Psalm 119 verse 37. Psalm 9, verse 37.
2: Vanity. Give it to me again.
1: That's King James. Yes, sir. Turn. Take away my eyes from building vanity. Give me NLT. What does it say? NLT, quickly.
2: Turn my eyes from worthless things.
1: Turn my eyes from worthless things.
2: And give me life through your word.
1: So when you turn my eyes from worthless things, I receive life from your word. Well, it says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Romans 1, 1, holy and acceptable to the Lord. For that is your reasonable service. It says, present your bodies, including your eyes. Job says, I've made a covenant with my eyes. I will not look lustfully upon a woman. Present your body from the strands of your hair to the tip of your toes. You belong to God. Ha, you belong to God. You would not do with your eyes, you would not watch with your eyes what Jesus will not watch. Mm-hmm. Can Jesus watch this? Oh, Jesus, sit down. <laughs> we are here. Will I watch this if Jesus were watching? But Jesus is always watching. Will I go there, Sister Janet? You know Sister Janet? Have you known Sister Janet? Sister Janet, don't go. Sister Janet carried a bag. Going to Brother Theophilus. Sister Janet, don't go. Don't go. Sister Janet says, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's at the time of his life where, you know, God is touching him. <laughs> so Sister Janet went to Brother Theophilus' house. And Theophilus grabs her. She, ran. she was able to escape and she began to bless the Lord I thank you what a mighty deliverance what a great work Holy Ghost I give you praise and sister Janet tomorrow carry her bag again because the first time they did not shift her pants
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about they tried to touch her but she escaped But you see, the devil is a patient devil. Listen to me. Patience is a weapon in the hands of the devil. The devil can wait for you for 30 years. Just just take it from me. Some of us have strong defense against some certain attitude or character. And you know, we are walking. But Satan is breaking it small, 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 small. Before you know it, you will be doing what you did not even believe you could do. I was out done after my three-day fast. I was a kefi. A three-day fast. Done. On fire. And the Lord said, son. I said, yes. He said, prepare for the devil. I said, devil? Me? <laughs> mm. Let any devil come to me one way. They flee seven ways. God said, calm down. <laughs> I know devil. Devil will never come to you in the things you think he will come to you. He will never come. Satan, if Satan comes here, if Satan enters this church, promise you, his tongue will be the loudest. That's Satan praying. And you will not see tail, you will not see horn. If, if there's anybody who's going to have a word of knowledge, it's Satan. Satan! There are Satan sisters, Satan brothers. You will never see him coming. Eh? That's Satan. Uh. Is this it? Okay, go back. <clears throat> so Satan would come to you in procrastination. He will come to you. Why pray now when you can pray later? Why study now? Just rest now. You are tired now. Since morning now. Take care of yourself. Health is well too. Health is wet well too. Don't go to out. Breakdown. Hmm. Gradual. He can do that for ten years before you know it, you are carrying a show on the streets. It can take time. Present your body. What God will not do with His body, don't do with your body. Number four, present your influence and your position does not belong to you. Number four, your influence and your position. John chapter three, verse twenty-seven. It says, "A man can have nothing." John three twenty-seven, except to be given to him from above. Your position is a gift from God. Your influence is a gift from God. Your office is a gift from God. Esther knew that. The Bible says, he said to Esther, he said, maybe you were even brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. There's a reason why you are working in that office. There's a reason why you are so influential. There's a reason why you are working in that place. There's a reason why God puts you there. It is not your own. It's not your own. Daniel knew. He was here for a purpose. So he said, Daniel understood by books and began to pray. I began to pray. I began to pray. There's a reason why God put you where you are. Tell me neighbor. There's a reason why your God has put you where you are. There's a reason why you have that kind of influence. There's a reason why. It's not for you. Your influence is not for personal gratification. No. Your social influence, your political influence, your media influence, there is nothing that God has given to you that is for personal satisfaction. It's for the kingdom, so you must learn how to put it forward, and that's why we must learn as a church. And you know, I put it down here that we must you know there's a particular secular singer who became born again, and then she left, she left the world in quotes, and came to the church. And I think that was a bad step. I don't want to mention her name, and it was everywhere. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome home, welcome here. For what stay here. Stay where you are. Hmm? Stay there. If we keep drawing everybody from everywhere and drawing them to the church, who's going to change the world? Do you know that for the simple government policy? A simple government policy they can shut down this auditorium. Do you know that? Somebody can just hate us and begin to move. It will not hold my mind cool. You will never see him come here. But he'll be moving things from that place. So she left the world and came in cho- to the church. I said it's a bad move. And so she, since she came, has happened nothing because we all cannot stay here. Some people must go out, some people must go out. All of us cannot downpack ourselves in church. Everybody wants to be in church. Somebody must be out there turning the kingdoms for God. You know, there was a particular madman, you know, that, that madman of Gadara, you know, that madman of Gadara, Salibar, you know, the man after he got healed. What did he say? Eh? What did your guys tell him? The man said, Let me come. He said, No, 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 no. Go. You know, the Lord has a bench. I call it the Lord's bench. People are warming the Lord's bench. Everyone can come, sit down. Hey, sit down. Come here, sit down. Here. So people have resigned. People are in politics, resigned from politics. People are in governance, resigned from government. People are in entertainment. We need Christians in entertainment. You wonder why Christians can't find a good Christian song to sing in their receptions. Reception parties. And people are saying, and you can't say a Christian. You can't say a Christian. See the song you're singing in your, in, your, in your reception. So as you sing, light of the world, you can die. In, oh, give me baby. Open my, let me see. Oh, Jesus. Up, up, Jesus. Down, down, Satan. Are we going to have Christians that will sing love songs that make sense yeah we need it we need it we can't draw everybody out some people must be there from entertainment to comedy to media to technology to government to education who are making the policies for our education who are the people I saw the WIAC and you know come in trans Common entrance, political sites for government schools and some states is seven over 100. Yes. Seven, I don't want to mention the state because somebody, somebody might come from that state here. Seven over 100 is cut off mark. Five. In states with seven, the guy can, they can say men, seven, guests, five. Five over hundred. And that's the code of Mark. And then there's a child who gets 70 and who sit down in the same class with someone who got five. And so who are making our policies? Your position. You see, some of you must believe God to rise in government. You, it's not just about, it's about assignment. It's an assignment, come on. It's, it's a life kingdom assignment to bring governance. I saw a book parts of the body and their uses. They say, head for carrying load. I saw a book. Pictures. And they are teaching children that in school. What's your head for? Carrying load. Carrying load. Somebody wrote that down. And do you know that beyond the, beyond the incompetence we are facing, there is a satanic agenda in education. You see, because Satan knows if family crumbles, the nursing to attack his schools. Because if the family can do it, the school will do it. If parents are dysfunctional, that boy, that girl coming out of a dysfunctional home can go and fall in the hands of a born-again firebrand teacher. That will will correct his head. And everything that the parents could not do, that person would have taught him. I came from an abadi school, abadi's house. I had teachers who were born-again. So Satan would crumble the schools by introducing all kinds of sexual preferences. And so they are teaching them in schools now that you can be a man or a woman. You can be homosexual. And they are teaching them from young ages and people there keeping quiet. So your position and you are there in that office and you saw evil passing. Evil was passing and you kept quiet. You are not doing well. You don't have to be overt. You don't have to shout it. But there was a way Daniel was doing it. You know, Daniel, Jesus, Aaron, Daniel was repeated for six enemy administrations. I mean, six political parties. PDP, APC, ACN, Labour Party. Sorry, I didn't mean in that line. I will just give an example. So, seriously. Seriously, I'm serious. Scratch that. I didn't mean it. So don't say hey, pastor said it, Philippi. So say no, that, they say that. Alright, it just, it just happened. And each party retained Daniel in his parliament. If the new king comes, he says, Ah, there was a king, there was a, a, a minister in the former administration. You have to keep. It. And that was Daniel. Your position is not your own. My position as a pastor is not my own. It's not my own. This position as a pastor is not my own. Where's Aliu? Is Aliu in church? Not in ch- okay, traveled. I'll end here because of my time. Not my, my position is not my own. This church is not my church. You know it's not my church. The Bible says I will build my church and the gates of it. If this church is my church, I will have to face the gate of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and the gate of hell will not take it easy with me. <laughs> is it you? Who jumped that your mouth <laughs> that you use to jump. <laughs> this, <is the> <laughs> this church is not my church. I call it people, they say, ah, that's your church. I said, Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh ah, get off her, don't let get off her hear yeah, what you say saying. I don't have a church. I pastor one. I pastor a church. This church is the church of Jesus. My position is not my own. So, there was a particular guy, you guys know him, Aliu. You do get us, you won't be. You guys know Aliu, Okay, so Aliu, pick up my Bible. Aliou came from my former church and I already vowed that nobody from that my former church will follow me to this church. I vowed. I said, no, God, if you had the one that sent me, send me. I don't want them to think I broke any church or I started any church with anybody. I did not steal anybody's member. I started from the scratch and yes, we started from the scratch with five people started this church. Three years ago. 2019. So I said, I don't want anybody from that former church. Ali started coming. So Ali will come to church. I said, so, excuse me, please. And you want to see somebody? He said, no, pastor. You know, I want to join this church. I said, no, no, no. Go back. You know that scripture? This place is not your resting place. Go back to that your former church. Did they pursue you there? Ali did not agree with He will come. And I said, no, I don't want that boy here. You know, I, I, I'm even trying to bury my past. Anybody from my past, please leave me. I'm going to a brand new future. Don't bring it, all the things you are doing in that place, don't bring it here. This is a new place. The guy did not agree. He kept coming. He will come to Rosebud. Sometimes he will come to my house with Ampa. I said, no, this Ampa is a bribe. <laughs> no, 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 no. I tell my wife, no, 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 no. This boy will not join this church. I was insistent like that. He will not join this church. So suddenly I saw him in membership class. I was gonna teach him, I just saw him there. Ah, are you? So I said, I said, who told that guy? He said you went to ask an uh, infodesk. I said, So I just thought normally. Yes, you want to join the SLC? I just thought normally. That time you can quickly join the department. You don't have to finish the class. You can just join the department straight away. Next thing, I just saw him inquiry as a huh? So, you know, at that time, because it was in to you know, remember Timmy, I said, Ah, Ali is in inquiry, well. How did Ali know the time for Quiriaza? Well? So they say he went to ask Buchi That was Bucci that told him. I said, hey, Ah, that boy cannot join this church. Too. No matter what that boy do, that boy cannot join this church. Too. So I called Timmy. I said, Timmy, you know what i are going to do for me? You know how David called that Abner? To kill eh, Who is that guy? Eh? Uriah. That's why I, I, that's why I called Timmy that day. I said, Timmy, there's one boy that's trying to join the choir. Timmy said, I've seen say yes something I said, That boy can never join this choir. Ah. Timmy said, What did he do? I said, He came from my former church. And I don't want anybody. This is my church. Whatever they're doing, they should be doing it. Ah. Timmy said, So what do we do? I said, Create a system of what's that thing? Eh? no not this only. probation period it will be an infinity probation period it will be on probation till he goes back to his former church it was there for one year it was one year on probation that this boy must not join what did the boy do I said no he came from my former church I cannot allow him here so when I was praying God said Philip I say yes, Lord. See, this matter is becoming something else. You see, because I understand that you didn't want to break your former church or still members. I understand that. But this guy's been here for one year. What's the problem? I say, Lord, that boy cannot join this choir. God said, Why? I said, Because it's for my former church. God said, But do you know that this church is my church? and I can remove you as the pastor now right on your knees now I can stop you from being the pastor of SLC I became humble he said reinstating immediately he starts singing with immediate effect so I quickly test him I said I leave the Lord has spoken to me I accept you officially and formally now. So in case God did not take me seriously, the next Sunday, I called him up on stage to join me. He looked at us, he won't be. I said, God, you see now, I'm God, you. I brought him oh, I want to remain the pastor. Oh, the church does not belong to me. This church, it's a privilege that I'm called to pastor it. I should never use my office or my position, or my influence for personal agenda. Tell your neighbor, your life does not belong to you. Rise of your feet.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909 672 9827. 08075485997 you can reach us on instagram and facebook instagram at slchurchng you can reach us on our facebook that's supernatural life church